Let's get today started with a what's hot, what's not with Matt Taylor from MJT Hospitality. Matt, I feel like every year there are it flavors. There, there are those flavors that people are just searching for and they're hot for whatever reason. When you look at 2024, what do you think those it flavors are going to be? Well, I got one word for you. Nostalgic. Ooh, okay. Reimagining the nostalgic. I think uh, what we're going to see in 2024, and it's a renaissance of some of those uh, old beloved uh, brands coming back. We're going to go back to um, some really hot sandwiches, and we're going to give twists on tradition. I think one of the things that chefs are so proud of is how can I take something that has been a staple in my career, in the in the building blocks that's uh, grown me as a chef, and how can I add my own fingerprint on that? We're going to see some really cool things. Um, if you look at Chicago, supper clubs have started hitting again. And who doesn't like a beautiful pot roast and baked potato with all the fixings? Um, you know, fine dining is a blast. But reimagining the nostalgic, you're going to see that in 2024. I'm all in for that. That sounds fantastic. Now, let's get to the episode. Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I've got a fantastic guest for you today, but real quick before we get to them, I have to tell you about Certified Piedmontese because this is a brand I am so excited about. In fact, I will never forget the first time I had Certified Piedmontese. The crown jewel of my initial visit to Casa Bovina was a beautiful rib cap that was so lean and tender, it was almost silky in texture. The moment that beef hit my taste buds, I was hooked. These animals are raised all natural on a network of family ranches across the Midwest, so Certified Piedmontese is able to cut out the middleman and buy directly from the source. And while I highly encourage you to check out Casa Bovina, you can savor this beef at home, too. Whether you order off Piedmontese.com or by calling 1-800-414-3487, your purchase will be shipped directly to your front door. Plus, when you use my discount code HOPPEN, H-O-P-P-E-N, you get 25% off your order. How can you beat that? So what are you waiting for? Get some steaks, burgers, bacon, or other meats and experience the certified Piedmontese difference for yourself today. And now to my guest. Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I'm your host, Dan Hoppin'. And around April of 2023, I started seeing a bunch of social media posts and hearing a bunch of buzz about this pop-up called Nomadic Jacks. Now, the brunch dishes and burgers looked fantastic on Instagram. And then I started hearing comments from some of my chef friends that were like, dude, you got to check this place out. You got to check this place out. And when I finally did, I mean, they were right. The burgers, not just burgers, but all the food that come in out of this pop-up is just righteous and i am very excited to talk to the owner today this is jack hyman he owns nomadic jacks jack welcome to the show thank you for having me dan yeah it's a pleasure to be here i i likewise have heard a lot of things about you and what you do and i honestly like i said i really appreciate this opportunity to give me a time to talk about a little bit of my stuff and my food and what i want to do with my adventures of course yeah well let's get into it here because pop-ups can be a little bit tricky to define because Mm -hmm. the menus change the the concept can change the location can change Mm -hmm. for someone if someone is listening to this or watching this right now and they've not heard or experienced nomadic jacks yet how would you define your concept um i mean overall the so uh overall i try and just do simple things done right 
And I, you know, I lived in, I lived in Chicago for five years after I, you know, I grew up here in Omaha and back in like 2015, I moved to Chicago, wanting to further my own uh, culinary adventures and just kind of knew that like at that time, whatever, if I wanted to start doing something in Omaha, I felt that I needed to move somewhere where it was a little more competitive and just kind of learn a little bit how they do it. And you know, you start out going to a city like Chicago where you think that you want to eat at all these like super fancy places and do all this stuff. And then you realize as a line cook making like $10, $11 an hour, you can't afford to go to all those places. So, but it was just like seeing like and talking to people in Chicago and you go to these neighborhoods, it was always the people that did just a couple things really well that really lasted like, you know, 20, 30 years where you'd see all these kind of like wild over the top, you know, fusion, like trying to incorporate all this other stuff concepts and they would fizzle out and like, or their, their good food would be good the first three months and after six months it would drop off and then a year they're closed. So my, I, I like to, I mean, and I do say simple things done right, but it's like, and some people have told me, you know, with my food, they're like, yeah, but like you look at the layers of flavors and all the things going on. And it, to me, it's just about executing the, the little things and being consistent with it. So, yeah, so that's how I would describe it. So in American classic flair, pretty much whatever my wheelhouse, I was raised in a bar and a diner, you know, whatever, as a kid, I, we weren't going to fan, you know, if we went to old Chicago or Texas roadhouse, we were like, Oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> you know, or so, yeah. But I want people to know that this might be simple food done right, but it ain't bar food. No, not by any, not by any stretch. And if people want to experience it, I would most highly encourage you to follow Nomadic Jacks on Instagram. So Nomadic underscore Jacks. Mm -hmm. That's the best way to stay up to date. You're pretty good about updating week to week when and where you'll be available. Mm -hmm. For the time being, Millwork Commons, uh, which is downtown right across from the baseball stadium. Mm -hmm. You can come down to Cross Strain, uh, uh, the draft room. Mm -hmm. And is it Wednesday through Saturday that you serve typically? Yep. Yeah. So right now, currently we're doing Wednesday through Saturday. It's 4 PM until about a half hour before the cross drain draft works closes. And, uh, soon I'll be expanding to doing Tuesday nights as well down there. And then, um, you know, and we've done, or say we, I've done like a brunch on a Saturday or so, but it just kind of, uh, like right now the, the, the number of employees at Nomadic Jacks is one, you know, and, and I got a couple of friends that will like run food and help out and fill in, but it's not, it's really just me. So those days where I do brunch, I am in the kitchen from 5am until midnight, you know, and, and usually, yeah. And it's, it gets hard at times where, cause you'll get people that'll come in and I try and close from two to 4 PM to give myself a chance to reset or do something. And they'll come in and be like, Hey, I really just, I really wanted one of your burgers. I'm like, all right, you know, so <laughs> it ends up being just the whole day. But, and then, and then, uh, starting, I think we're going to do it president's day, wherever the 19th or whatever, we're going to try. And if we, if something falls through and we don't, but the goal is to try and do start doing a pop-ups on Monday nights out at jukes out in Elkhorn. Oh, okay. So yeah. Trying to get a little moving around a little bit. Cause a little I know bit more it, exposure. Yeah. And it's like, and you know, millwork is like millwork is going to be like the Blackstone district here in the next few years. Like it's once they get a couple more buildings down there, uh, fixed up. I mean, that whole area is so great. And like the, the heavy hitters of food that are in that building is pretty remarkable. 
and and uh but i'd like to try and i have a lot of i mean i grew up out in elkhorn grew up most of my friends and family are all out in west omaha so trying to find an opportunity before i can acquire a food truck to let them try my food out west is kind of why we've kind of been talking about doing something with uh jukes aleworks out there i love it and those guys from jukes are so cool oh yeah yeah i've known that i mean we were we uh i've known those guys my whole life and we were all tailgating at the same husker parties like when we were like kids you know, and like tailgating this throwing footballs in the same like I think like thirteenth and N or something like that or whatever as a kid or whatever. If I screwed that up, sorry, Lincoln. I don't know all your tailgating spots. <laughs> don't you know? worry about it. Yeah. So So l- let's get into the menu and mm-hmm. we're gonna hit on several menu items, but I mean we have to start with burgers. Because yeah. they yeah. are they're the backbone of the menu. Yeah. And I found it so interesting because the first time I talked to you is you kind of said like you kind of wanted to get away from doing Burton's like that <laughs> yeah. was not the idea <laughs> no. behind this concept. But every time you make a burger and you try it, you're just like, damn, that's mm-hmm. a good burger. Like I need to make this. Mm-hmm. Omaha has a lot of standout burgers, a lot of different types of burgers. Mm-hmm. When you think of like a nomadic Jack's burger, what's your signature? What do you think sets your burger apart? I mean, it's uh I mean, so my, the Nomadic Jack burger, myself, whatever, the one that's, excuse me, on my menu called the Nomadic Jack is just my favorite style of burger. You know, it's grilled onions. I make my own pickles. It's got the mustard that we've done as a family recipe for a long time and which is like a sweet and spicy mustard. And then it's just, you know, a double smash patty, uh, double smash patty, American cheese, thick cut bacon. And, and I like it on a toasted brioche bun. It holds it together well. And, and I, uh, you know, season my meat with some secret seasonings and, uh, you know, do all, you know, do all that. But it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, double smash burger. And I like the, you know, just the, you know, the extra crust, the laciness of it. And so I think that's just kind of like why I've gotten my style of doing that. But yeah, yeah tell me smash patties versus thick patties. This is a hot debate. Yeah. What puts you on team smash patty? Um, I mean, it's like you can, if you do, if you do it right, which smash patties, a A lot lot of people don't, they do not, (laughs) you know, and, and I just had a conversation with a coworker in the kitchen. We were talking, he's like, how are, how are you doing this? And, and it's just like a a lot of people, they want to cook them too long. You know, you get a little nervous and whatnot, but it's like when you're smashing them so thin or whatever, it's really only like a minute on each side you need on the burger. You know, most of my setup is really just getting the bun toasted and getting it laid out, you know, there. So I already have usually the bun toasted and the condiments on top of the bun by the time I'm actually smashing the burger. But because I want it, you know, quick and easy and coming out hot. And, and I think, you know, it's like the way I've been able to do it. I've been, you know, perfecting my craft over this last well, since October, you know, I've been in, in cross train doing it every week and, and it's just, yeah, it's just being consistent. And I also like, I hate to serve a bad burger, you know, whatever. And it's just like, and like you were saying, like, I, and I've told you the whole thing of like me trying to get away from it. Yeah. I, 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 tr- I tried working in other avenues of food and other kitchens and like even worked at an, uh, the story I always tell everybody is I, I was working at an Asian fusion restaurant in Los Angeles and I was, uh, the, like the night bar manager just doing fried food and whatnot. And then some of the servers one day was like, Hey man, can you make me a burger? I'm like, Oh yeah, let me make you a special one. And so I made him a, well, that wasn't even a smash burger. It was just a double, double burger. And I overcooked one side so I could saute pineapple and jalapeno and put it in like the little bowl and put cheese on it, barbecue sauce, onion rings, which is essentially the Hawaiian Jack burger. 
And and he was just like, what is this? And then every day there on out, I was making it for one employee. And I like, you know, and then even I moved out to Colorado and wanted to work at this ski resort and work, learn saute side. I had a chef who had went to culinary school. I think he went to CIA in New York City. And so I was like so excited to have somebody to learn saute. And as soon as I started cooking burgers, they're like, oh, you're not going anywhere, man. And I'm like, well, come, come on. And they're like, <laughs> like, no, these burgers are incredible. And it's like, yeah, I know. I've been making these since I was 10 years old. Like, I don't like, you know, so it's like I, I couldn't get away from it. And now, you know, it's like, now it's, it's the main thing I do. So. Now, now you've just stopped resisting it. You're just like, okay, burgers. <laughs> like you are my life. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with this. Yeah, I mean, uh, like slowly but sure. If I could grow a mustache, I would just assume the Bob's Burger role and just be looking for my. <laughs> I'd be looking for my Linda Belcher. You know, every corner of Omaha. But so <laughs> maybe one day. I mean, I, I think you're doing the right thing i'll just affirm you in that and i think you know your sales winning the omaha burger battle which we'll talk about like you make a pretty darn good burger thank man you. you're, you're doing something right thank you and, and i love that you do the smash patties and you do them well because so many places don't they they, they call it a smash patty mm -hmm. but really it's just two thinner burgers but you get that nice just smashed that, that nice sear it creates like I, I love smash burgers because you you just get more surface area for yeah. like those charred, caramelized, crusty bits, and it just imparts so much more flavor yeah. into it. How did you learn how to do that right? Um, I mean, it, uh, one is so when I was a kid, uh, I've been eating smash burgers my whole life. I was fortunate to uh, there was an old bar. It's called uh, Jerry's Bar in downtown Elkhorn. It's where Bella Vita used to be in that building, and Jerry's wife. Susie was my godfather's mom, and she used to make Susie burgers, and they were griddle smash. She used to actually take a tortilla press and smash oh, really? the burgers, yeah, beforehand. So they were just always griddle burgers, and so we'd go at their family, go swim at the pool, and they'd always have they had the grill from the original restaurant. So we'd be eating those burgers poolside. And then when I lived in Chicago, I worked for a place called uh, i managed a burger hot dog joint in ukrainian village called fatso's last stand <laughs> yes yeah, i've yeah. been there yeah yeah yeah. i managed that, that place, place is for, awesome yeah and it was and that was like and i got to do that and then it was uh what the general manager at the time he would make like it was always kind of funny learning the process from him but he would make the cooks and he'd be like make that smash burger and he'd be like all right you screwed up this little detail try it this way and he'd make him eat it and be like do you see do you taste the difference do you see how to do that and then just over time, I mean, I even look at the burger, the photos of the burgers I was taking back in April until now. And even now I'm like, why did you photograph that one? And so it's like, cause I'm still really new in my journey and, and how I'm actually like, cause I even, I think for one month now I've officially been just nomadic jacks or whatever with no other part-time jobs or anything. So it's kind of like, we're, we're just at the start now. So it's, I think they're only going to get better. And, and I even like. You know, I got done Saturday after like last week was very busy and was a good week for me. And I could tell like there's a lot of people out there that I they're like, like, I've been hearing about this burger for weeks. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, it's kind of like cause I'm I'm just hiding in the kitchen, you know, or whatever in the back cooking by myself. So I don't think about any of that stuff. And uh I even sat down at the end of the day and ate one of my burgers. I'm just like, all right, man, I don't want to toot my own horn, but this thing's delicious. You know? <laughs> it's like, like oh, man. <laughs> so sometimes you just need that reminder. Of, yeah. Hey, I, you know what? I make some pretty good food and, yeah. I, and I should get to try this too. Well, and I think if, if like, cause to me, it's one of those things where it's like, if I'm 
making a burger because you can get tired of your own food real quick. Oh, sure. You know, and I'll sit there and after I'm like, people are like, how do you not eat burgers all the time? I'm like, I'm making them every single day. And then I'll sit down and I'll still eat one. I'll be like, like I even had on Wednesday, I had a friend come help. Shout out to my buddy Shelby. Always helps me out. One of my uh, closest friends for the longest time or whatever. He's like literally the guy that he works more than anybody I know. But I call him. He's like, yep, I'll be there. Anyways, uh, he uh, I helped, he helped me out. I made him the Popper Jack burger or whatever. That's the burger of the month for January. And he, we, I ate like half of it. I'm just like, all right, man, this thing's delicious. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just I can't deny it, even myself. So I don't want to toot my own horn. Come down, try it for yourself. Talk trash to my face, if you will. You know, it's fine. I said, but I was like, they are darn good burgers. Mm-hmm. So Now, one of the really cool things about burgers is they're really kind of a blank canvas. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know how many different permutations of ingredient you know uh sauces and anything that you can create and i can only imagine as someone with your culinary experience not only with the number of burgers that you've eaten but the number of restaurants that you've worked at the number of places that you've eaten at like Mm -hmm. your brain has to constantly be popping off about having different burger ideas but like you mentioned this is a one-man show Mm -hmm. so you can't especially as a pop-up you can't have you know uh a red robins list of 25 burgers no not you gotta yet. you gotta keep that thing down to six or seven you mm-hmm. gotta keep it concise and then you offer usually one or two burgers of the month mm-hmm. so as you're you've got the nomadic jack burger like mm-hmm. that's your staple mm-hmm. as you're building out the rest of your menu your burger menu how did you decide on these are the ones that i know are gonna hit and they need to be on the menu week to week um, I mean, it's like, so my, my main six burgers would be, cause I have the six main that stay on the menu and it's, uh, you know, the nomadic Jack, the classic Jack, which is your, you know, lettuce, tomato, onion pickles with the, I say fancy sauce from, you know, Step Brothers, just mm-hmm. ketchup mayonnaise mm-hmm. mix or whatever. And, uh, and then that one stays on there. And then the cowboy is just, you know, barbecue sauce, cheddar, onion rings, and then, the Hawaiian is one because it has a story about kind of like how that was the burger, like I mentioned, from Los Angeles, where I just kept having to make this one burger. And then, uh, you know, the Sunrise is basically just a, a classic burger with an egg on top. But I sub out, you know, the fancy sauce for my, my signature mustard. And then the last one, the Voodoo one, is just uh, I got that one from uh, that burger. I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it, I, I keep them on the menu if they provide a story or something or they mean something to me. And and the Voodoo burger was a burger that I when I was working down in Austin, Texas, doing the bike taxi stuff at Austin City Limits, uh, working at an event down there. I would ride my bike up to up South Congress, which is like a two mile long hill, basically. And yeah. I and yeah, at, after working a, a twelve hour day, but they have Magnolia cafe 24-hour diner in austin texas which you know i wish we had 24-hour diners here like austin does it's amazing but they had a blackened uh black and cajun seasoning blue cheese burger that i needed at the top of that hill and it tasted incredible every time so that's kind of how i've done it and it's uh and as i'm kind of getting further on like playing with the menu because even right now the popper jack was the month for month of january and everyone's like, oh, is it going to stick around? It's amazing. I'm like, no, I want to I wanna do new burgers. You know, it'll be back next January, you know. And so, and even for the month of February, that burger is going to be the, the Dragoon Jack or whatever. It's a crab rangoon, oh, like a spicy okay. crab rangoon style deconstructed, you know, burger. If that's for like Chinese Lunar New Year, you're the dragon, you know, doing kind of just kind of playing around with stuff like that. Keep it fun and entertaining. So, yeah. So when you're when you're coming up with specialty burgers, I'm so interested in the inspiration. Like, do you start with a flavor profile in mind or do you like what you just said? Like, 
you wanted to do something for Chinese New Year. So yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, how do I reverse engineer that? Or like I know for December you had the naughty and the nice burgers. Yep, yeah. <laughs> like do you start with the concept and then reverse engineer it? Or do you start with this is the flavor profile I'm really excited about. How can I work that in? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, a lot of it more is like I'm a, I really like doing like, uh, you know, I like wordplay puns, you know, as I'm slowly describing Bob's Burgers. And uh, uh, I, I like uh, I like doing stuff like that. And so if there's something fun for the year or whatever, and, and then I kind of go like that way, like like my burger of the month in November was the Lumberjack Burger. And it was more of like it's like Lumberjack because it's now officially flannel season. And mm. so then I'm like, OK, so what would a Lumberjack want? Well, they want a full meal on one burger, you know, and so I just kind of play with that a little bit like we so like in the month of March, we're going to do one that's like the Blue Jay Jack for the Creighton Blue Jays, March Madness, all that. And so then we're like, okay, we already know the name. Now what are we going to put on it? You know, and so far it's going to be like a blueberry jam and ricotta cheese, you know, type of thing. Interesting. So, yeah. yeah. So we're going to test. I still haven't gotten all the way down to try that out yet and whatnot, but it's kind of like from the research I've done. And, and I like to use like, I'll mess with flavors and I'll get out the old flavor Bible cookbook and kind of see like how stuff will mix and match. And sometimes you're even surprised. Like, like I threw raspberry jam on the jalapeno popper burger just cause I was like, I didn't want to put ranch on there. And, and I was like, well, let me get something a little sweeter to go with it. So yeah, we went with a raspberry jam and it honestly turned out like it's, it's a perfect compliment to something like that. So yeah, that's actually, I wanted to bring that up because I think that is something that impresses me most about your burgers. And I've only had two of them, so I need to get back and have more. That's on me. But what I remember most other than the, how well you do the smash patties is the balance of sweet and savory, mm -hmm. which w normally you think of burger, it's like savory, hearty, you know, meaty. Yeah. But you add just the right amount of sweetness. And just going to the Nomadic Jack Burger itself, like it's not hitting you over the head, but your signature mustard, it's not a honey mustard, mm -mm. but there's some sugar in there. Oh, yeah. You do the bread and butter pickles. So you've got a little bit of sweet in there, mm -hmm. but then you've got obviously the burger savory. You've got that thick cut bacon. So you're getting just that right balance how mm -hmm. much do you think about that and take that into consideration as you're constructing a burger i mean one of the things that like what i noticed over time when i would go to different restaurants and i try their sandwiches or their food especially like i say because it's you know after a while i learned i mean i'm just a bar rat kid you know whatever that's what you know you know stick stay in your lane i know what i was like i mean i even tried to go to fine dining restaurants in chicago and i was there with one of my best friends and he was like i have never seen you look so uncomfortable and I was like, I don't know where to put my, like, you know, I don't know where to use my forks. Put my hands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do I do with my hands? Yeah. <laughs> I just was like, so it's like, but one of my things that the staples that I like with sandwiches is I like bite consistency. You yes. know, it's like, I want each bite to taste the same. And that's why I like. Anytime somebody comes to Omaha and they're like, what should I eat? Whatever. I tell everyone to go to the Crescent Moon and get their Reuben. I think they have the best Reuben in Omaha, but it's because it's consistent. Whatever. Each bite's like the same. So I try and think about that. But and a lot of it, like as I've been in the in mill work because i operate out of the clean slate kitchen shout out to the clean slate guys they've really helped me out a lot and i'm always like i'm usually end up there i'm there late in the evening with dylan uh dylan one of the owners of clean slate and dylan's always kind of helping me out and he's always like oh you got another burger for me to sample i'm like yeah man like 
And uh, and I'll even annoy him with like, hey, I tried this. He's like, what did you change? I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. And so it's kind of like we I get to be in a kitchen with a bunch of other great chefs and they'll give me some feedback. And over time, I've kind of seen like what the balance is. But but I just you know, I want each bite to taste great. I want it to I'm always just kind of looking for something that's going to please like, you know, my flavor, because that's all I can do. And then if I think it tastes good, it goes on the menu. If it if it doesn't, I don't put it on the menu. And it's pretty kind of like as simple as that. So. Now, you're also working for Clean Slate. You work Clean Slate during the day. And actually, let's stop. Let's define what Clean Slate is. Clean mm-hmm. Slate is a um, a meal delivery service mm-hmm. that now has a cafe inside yep. of Millwork Commons. So mm-hmm. you're working for Clean Slate during the day and then doing Nomadic Jacks at night, correct? So I used to. Used to? Yeah, yeah. I don't work for Clean Slate like in their kitchen doing prep stuff anymore. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. It was uh, that's actually how I got started. Was I I I was working for it's a long story. What how I got back to Omaha and all. I mean, I I started working for Clean Slate a little under a year ago. Uh, just working part time in their kitchen, like Thursday Fridays, and then um and and then slowly but surely they were like because I I hadn't worked in a kitchen since like. September of 2016, actually full time. I took a long break off doing other stuff, and which you know allows you allows you the time and to have the money to actually go test food and try it, eat at restaurants and travel and and I uh, so I started working there. I honestly forgot my lunch one day at working at the bike shop. Walked over there, and a friend of mine was a chef in the kitchen, and they're like, "Hey, we could use some part time help." And then it was honestly after about a month or so, I kept talking about how I wanted to do some pop ups, and you know, Dylan again. Well, there was one day where I was getting frustrated, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not going to do these pop ups." And he's like, and literally ten minutes later, he walked. He goes, "Hey, we're setting out the schedule for pop ups. Pick up, pick your date." And I was like, "Oh," and he goes, "I don't want to hear it. Pick a date." You know, and so I was like, okay. And so from there, I came back like, you know, an hour later. I was like, I want to do a series of five weekends and or five Saturdays throughout the spring. And so from there, it just kind of started there. And then I continued to work for them. And then um, in October, so after I won the Omaha Burger Battle, they let me take over the Bar Bites food in the kitchen. And then mm-hmm. I switched to just doing the the Nomadic Jack Burger Bar. And I was working for Heartland Bike Share, uh, working for them. And then... Yeah, and at the end of December or whatever, I decided to quit the Heartland Bike Share and do the burgers full-time. So yeah. Okay, here we are. That's yep. awesome. Yeah. Hey there, listeners. We'll get back to my guest in a minute, but I got to remind you one more time about Certified Piedmontese. Anyone who listens to this podcast or follows me on social media knows that I enjoy my fair share of decadent meals and delicious desserts. And that's why it's really important to me to eat really clean between big meals And that is one of the main reasons I love certified Piedmontese. Piedmontese cattle have extra muscle mass, which allows them to maintain a rich tenderness without much fatty marbling. In fact, ounce for ounce, certified Piedmontese beef has fewer calories and more protein than salmon. Don't believe that healthy food can taste this good? Just try it. When you order off CertifiedPiedmontese.com, use the promo code HOPPEN, that's my last name, H-O-P-P-E-N, for 25% off your order. You will taste the difference for yourself. If you are looking for steak, roasts, tenderloins, bacon, and more, check out CertifiedPiedmontese.com and experience the Certified Piedmontese difference today. And now, back to my guest. Okay, I want to get back more into your origin story. Mm-hmm. But there's one other menu item that we have to talk about okay. first. And I know that you're passionate about it, so I couldn't go this episode without talking about it. Okay. The currywurst. Oh, T- man. T- yeah. tell, tell me, first of all, explain what a currywurst <laughs> is to people because okay. I think that's not a menu item or a, a 
it's not something you see on a lot of menus no, in Omaha. Yeah, not at all. But holy cow, it should be if anyone makes it that like yours. Is, it's unbelievable. It's so it's good. So, good. Yeah. so what is it and why did you feel like you've got this menu full of burgers, you got fried chicken, and then all of a sudden there's currywurst on yeah, that? Yeah. Why did currywurst have to be on your menu? So currywurst, man, man, I'm like uh, my mouth's watering just thinking about that currywurst. I uh, so I went to uh, I went with my dad in from like we went for three weeks to uh, the Netherlands in Germany in September October of uh, 2022. So like 15 months ago. And everywhere we went, especially we went, we mainly spent two weeks in Germany, whatever, you know, we went to Cologne, the Black Forest, Stuttgart, we went to Augsburg and Berlin and like every beer garden, you know, it's going with your 70 year old dad, you're going to drink beer, you're going to hang out, play cards, you know, but like every single place they have currywurst there. And I did a little research and it's like, so currywurst has a similar origin story to kind of the, the Reuben in Omaha, where it was one of those things where it was made from excess, kind of just like, they're like, Hey, make me something different. And I don't remember the woman's name, but it was like in 1949, somebody wanted her to like, said, make me something different. And it was, uh, like she had brats, ketchup, Worcestershire sauce and curry powder. And she whipped that up and then, and then like, literally like every single place you'd go to beer garden, they have a currywurst mit frites, you know, like with fries. And, and there was a place in Berlin that, cause it started in Berlin and there was a place in Berlin after talking to my Airbnb host that he's like, you got to go to this place called curry 36 and it's a food stand. And you, you literally, you walk up there and you talk to them, say, I want a currywurst with fries. And in like less than 90 seconds, they've got one grilled up, chopped up, and they just slather it in the curry ketchup and they give you fries and mayonnaise. And because of the volume they do it at, they're open until 5 a.m. It's like five euros for one of those. And you're out the, you're not out the door. You're walking, you're standing next to the, you know, the standing only section and eating your currywurst. And and it's just especially with like, you know, especially with cross train, the amount of like German beer fluent German beer influence they have with their menu, it honestly it just goes so well together. And and those brats or whatever that because uh, I get the brats from I was going to try and make my own. But, man, uh, Stoysich House of Sausage on 24th Street, you know, Ken in there, that German brat that they make, it's unreal. And I'm like. He even joked around. I asked him one day, and I was like, yeah, everyone keeps telling me to make my own. He goes, oh, it's not that hard. I'm like, oh, really, Ken? And he goes, yeah, it only took me like 70 years. I'm like, <laughs> thanks, Ken. You know? Like, uh -huh. And it's like, so I just wanted to like, it's just one of those things. And if it's something that I can, because part of my, what I want to do is like, you know, I, I love to travel. I love to experience new food. I'm always talking and generally like it's always about food. And, and I like, I want to continue as I travel and go on my own food journey is bring these dishes back that are little things and educate people and have them try different stuff. And if that gets one person to go try a trip to Germany or go to another restaurant or, or do something to try a new thing, like that's a win for me, you know, cause it's something I am truly passionate about. And, and I honestly, and then it's been funny because because I made a video uh, the other day about kind of describing the currywurst a little bit. And then I've had, I had three customers over the weekend that all said like, no, I ordered that because of your video. And, and it's just, Oh man, cool. The social media is working. And, uh, <laughs> but they, yeah, they liked it. Always so. good affirmation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I would, I'll give you more affirmation. Like people, his burgers are amazing. Go get a nomadic Jack burger, special of the month, whatever burger you want to get. But my, the number one thing that I remember from trying your food the first time is I was really excited to try the burgers. I was into the fried chicken, 
and you made the curry worse and i was kind of like okay you know i'll try this and I came back to that mm-hmm. like five or six yeah, times. I just kept snacking on it. You were dipping your burger in the curry ketchup. Like, <laughs> curry ketchup, you could bottle that tomorrow, yeah, and I would buy it by the bottleful. I mean, it's fantastic. And it is a goal for us to try and bottle that and the mustard and sell it at some farmer's markets. Let's you go. Know? So yes. it's, it's all just getting the little things lined up. But, yeah, I mean, it's uh, you're, you're not wrong. And it's honestly – and what was – so I didn't do a pop-up from – June 10th was my last pop-up, and I didn't operate the burger bar again until October 13th when I did my first Wednesday night. And even, uh, you know, shout out to Dylan again or whatever. Dylan was like, the Currywurst is back, you know? And, <laughs> and it's just like, and I was just like, in my own, like myself, I was like, I haven't had it in a few months. And it is like, it's it's so darn good. And yeah, and it's just every time I'll like, I'll, cause I'll make one and just set it to the side. And then throughout the night, I'm just like piece by piece, just, oh man, they're so, cause that ketchup, I'm like, what? Because everyone gets turned off. You think it's curry. You think it's going to be something super pungent and whatnot, but it's a little sweet. It's a little spicy. It's a little aromatic. Like, it's just that stuff is, whew. Yeah, at some point, like I said, I'm going to do uh, the Berlin Jack Burger or whatever, and it's going to be like a split open curry worst, oh, curry ketchup. On. Yeah, Munster cheese. Yeah, so it's like, but like I said, like you saying, like, you know, how do I narrow down the menu? Because I did have a point where I'm like, oh, it's a big menu. Who cares? But me as one person, there was a moment like two weeks ago where I had – one table ordered six burgers and they were all six different. And I'm just like, okay, this is getting to be a lot, you know, mm-hmm. trying to keep it organized and opening up different cheeses and everything. But I mean, I did it, but it's, uh, you know, as I can, cause like you said, it's a one man show. And you know, once I get some more business and I can actually have like a person or two to help me out full time or part time, then I can probably expand things and hone in on some other stuff. But right now it's just kind of like, you know, stick to what you can do well and, you know, keep executing that. So how'd you get into cooking originally? Um, so honestly, it was, uh, my first job ever was working at my, my first job ever was, uh, working at Indian Creek golf course out in Elkhorn when I was 16. And I got told I wasn't going to be invited back the next year just because how, just being a rambunctious 16-year-old. And then my cousin uh, found a part-time job for me working for when Don Carmelo's was on 120th and Blondo way back in the day. And I just started kind of working in there and then worked in food uh, all the way through college. And then it wasn't until I was like 25, 26 with that same cousin. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And he's like, you got to do food, man. I'm like, oh, no, I just do this to make some money. He's like, no, this is what you should do. You know, so then I just kind of, you know, just kind of dug in. And and then it was like, you know, and that was honestly like 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago. And now kind of here we are finally doing food full time. So it just takes a while. Now, you got into the story a little bit about how Nomadic Jacks kind of came to be, and mm-hmm. it was it was Dylan who really gave you that push. Mm-hmm. So once you finally committed and you said, I'm going to do these five or – I think you said five yep. Saturdays. Yep. Like, what what were you feeling? Oh, my God. Where, where was your mind at at that point? Roller coaster. Roller coaster. Just because, like, the first, like – I mean, it's like you're like every ideas are great. Practical applications are better, you know, and it was like and it was it was fun. It was a rush going to do it. But like the OK, so the night before or whatever, and I was prepping because it's really just me prepping. I had a person. I had one person lined up to help. Go ahead. And this is for your first brunch service. First, correct? first brunch. This service. was April 15th, 2023. Yes. Go. Yeah. First brunch service. And on the 14th, I'm like. Oh, I got everything planned. It's going to go well. I'm doing all this. And I, I was in the kitchen till 2 a.m. 
I got home and as soon as I showered, sat down, whatever, my brain just started going crazy. And I was like, okay, I'm only going to get four hours of sleep. Okay. I'm only going to get three hours of sleep. Okay. It'll be fine. I'm only going to get two hours of sleep. And just like, like literally just thinking about like the darkest thoughts or whatever. And then one of them creep a, a super dark thought creep through my head. And I was just like, Hey man, come on. You know? And it, it finally was like, Oh, don't worry. You're ready. You know? So the next morning I went and it's just nerve wracking. You're doing it on your own. And for, you know, like anybody trying to get their start, it's so easy to sit back and talk, you know, talk trash on other people's food uh, when you're not doing it, you know, and then you put your own thing out there and you got to subject yourself to it. So it's, it's an emotional roller coaster. but to like have those first, and it really, the early start was literally just friends and family coming in. And I knew like the first two weekends, it was just them like, just coming in, supporting me, like, uh, one of my buddies brought in his whole, you know, his parents and his sisters and everyone came in and that really would float me, you know, and help me out a lot. And, uh, especially like, I think, you know, Ben Farrell or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I went to high school with Sam since one of my best friends. Ben and, was one of the guys who gave me the push to come try it. Yeah. yeah. And Ben, like, and Ben and Sam or whatever, like, cause I would come in on like the Wednesday nights. Cause I would be doing Saturday and then I do the following Wednesday for trivia night. Those guys, those guys floated me for a while, you know, helping me out with the burgers and everything. And, and, uh, so it's just really nerve wracking, you know, and, and then when I got busy, I took some time off for the college world series and, but yeah, sorry to get back to the, yeah, April 15th, it was just, it was a rush, you know, and, and it was that thing of like, where you have so much anxiety and then to be done at the end of the day after the first one and having all these people try burgers and, and literally just to see the reactions of people the first time they're like, all right. And then to see them like, what is this mustard? Where do I get it? When can I buy it in stores? I'm like, ah, it's, you know, secret ingredients, you know? So it's uh yeah, it just was, it was, it was wild, you know? And then, cause then I was also working for clean slate. I was working for the bike shop. So I was working four 10 hour days for the bike shop, you know, 16 to 20 hours over the Friday, Saturday for clean slate. And then doing that full, I mean, it was an 18 hour day, the first one, whatever, straight through, you know, like, and the second one I did on the 29th, I, I remember I sat down for five minutes. That was it the whole day and just, just go, man. And it's one of those things like, you know, like the, the two of my mantras have always been like, you know, it's like, how bad do you want it? You know, or whatever. And my answer is, you know, you try and always say like, you know, more than the next guy, you know, cause it, it takes hard work. You know, it's not, it's not going to come easy, whatever. Nothing's going to come easy, whatever. You have to work for it. And, and then, you know, when things are rough or whatever, I, I've always just kind of said like, Hey, you asked for this, you know, like, no matter what, some point down the line, you put yourself here, whatever, in this position. And even as I've been, you know, struggling in the month of January with getting bills paid and stuff like that. It's like, it's fine. You know, it's like, this is the point where I can appreciate. This is the point where it's like, you're honing in your skills. You really figure out what's important and what you want to do. And is you sure you want to do this? You know, whatever. It's like, do you want to work these long days, get no sleep, be stressed out, have like every day you're trying to learn a new skill that you have to do. And, and it's like, it's not going to stop, you know, like I'm going to have a food truck, you know, I could have, you know, five years down the road, have some brick and mortars and everything. And it's like, you're constantly learning something new, but you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in this for life with food or whatever. I love it. And I don't, there's not another industry I really want to be in, you know? So, well, you had an Instagram post. I want to say it was a couple months ago where you were talking about what it takes to have a pop-up and mm-hmm. you said the day before the pop-up, that's a 15 hour day, just doing prep, getting your mise en place and everything. Yeah. And then the day of the pop-up is an 18-hour day of cooking. Yeah. And I think most people, I, now I would include, include myself in this, just have no idea yeah. how, like, how much work it is, how much prep, how much thought goes into it. So 
pull back the curtain for us a little bit. Like, tell us a little bit, like, when you, I think part of the w- problem with the word pop-up is it just sounds so fun. Just like, oh, yeah. a pop-up. I'm oh, just, my gosh. They're there I, for y- us. You know what? I should go have a pop-up today. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just going to do you it. You know what? I'm going to sell some baked goods today. I'm yeah. Like, oh, good luck, man. So, yeah. no, pull back the curtain and explain why a pop-up is so much more than just oh I'm God. popping up. It's It's, it's a it's a landslide. Well, and even like, even, yeah. And, and like, you know, it's like, as I'm learning about it, like I am getting so much respect for people I've learned about in the past. And you see, like, I, I mean, it, it's not easy. Cause especially with operating within the confines of working in like the clean slate kitchen, which like they help me out so much, you know, but there's, there's days where you go in there and you're prepped and, and you're not at a hundred percent, you know, whatever, you're already dead tired. You're already stressed out about everything else going on in your life. And then you got a 15 hour day and it'll be like, you know, somebody moved something just cause they needed to get to it. And you're like, where's this at? You know? And it's like, you have all these little speed bumps, but it's just kind of, you know, the, the way I, the way I've been approaching it is that whole thing. And I think I told you that like the first time we talked was like, you know, it was like, where, where, where is a river going when a rock gets in front of it? You know, it's just, it's going around, you know, it's like, just, just keep moving forward. And, and it's like, and like I said, it's like, how, how bad do you want? Is this like, if this is your start, you know, if this is your thing, and I've been thinking about wanting to do this food stuff for so long and just wanting some sort of an opportunity and you can't, you know, it's like everybody wants to have their dream all gift wrapped and have it be nice and be all like, you know, like, oh, I still want to get eight hours of sleep. And I still want to make sure that, you know, I want to go to the the Super Bowl watch party or whatever. You know, it's like, no, man, like it, you got to you got to make sacrifices and you got to get it done. But but, yeah, those those 15 hour days, I mean, they really like it, it's just you got a list of stuff in front of you and you're either going to do it or you're not. And, and not once did I, you know, I had a couple of times where I might've had to remove a menu item or something where I was like, oh, we're not going to prep this, you know, this is just too long. And then, but other than that, I've, I've been able to execute them and, and I haven't like, I, I mean, I'm sure there's a few people that have not liked my food or whatnot and maybe not their flavor, but I haven't made any, you know, I don't make too many dishes wrong, haven't screwed anything up. And I'm, you know, trying to be really sensitive to people, especially with like allergy issues. And because I, I myself have Crohn's disease, so I get what it means to have food that doesn't fit your body well, you know. So, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, like I said, it's, it's just like even thinking about those, it's like, you know, giving me PTSD. I'm like, oh, man, you know, <laughs> it's like I remember the war, you know. So and then it's like, you know, in, and I'm freaking out because I'm a loud person and they're in there on Saturday trying to package their meals for delivery at clean slate. And I'm over there. Wow. Wow. You know, they're just cooking breakfast burritos and having fun. So I'm just like, thank you, clean slate folks for putting up with me. So yeah, it's not bad. Let's get into the Omaha burger battle yeah. because I know that this was huge for your confidence. Oh God. Yeah. Just getting that, uh, awareness out there is a small mm-hmm. pop-up. So for those who don't know, the Omaha burger battle is it's a competition that's happened two consecutive summers now. I think mm-hmm. they want to keep doing it between six to eight burger restaurants mm-hmm. slash concepts. Yeah. Uh, each concept makes a bunch of slider versions of like their signature burger mm-hmm. and people come through and they get to try them all and then they vote. And at the end of it, there's a, a winner announced, obviously. Yeah. And some of the competitors this year included camp Dundee Dell Bearsham Beer Garden. I mean, these are some really good burgers and mm-hmm. some really well-known burgers and restaurants. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the 2023 Omaha Burger Battle Champion was this little pop-up called yeah. Nomadic <laughs> Jacks that oh, I'm yeah. guessing most people coming into that event did not know much about if they'd heard of you at all. What do you remember most about that day? 
Uh, well, that it honestly was it was a mental roller coaster, and it was just because so. So two weeks prior to that, I did Hutch Fest. Uh, we had Hutch Fest going on. I did brunch there. I didn't really do any burgers. That was a disaster. And and it was just like, it was just, uh, you know, I didn't plan things well. I was having issues with getting some help to show up, whatever. It's just life happens, you know. So it just didn't go well. I didn't get set up until like noon. It was 100 degrees that day. I Like I couldn't get my square to work so we were only cash. And it was, it was a disaster and I took a big loss and I was like, I'm doing, I have Hutch Fest and I'm doing the Omaha burger battle and I'm done for the year. I was like, I'm like, just going to wrap it up, reset. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. yeah. I was, I was done. And even like, uh, uh, you know, uh, one of my friends in the kitchen or whatever, cause she talked about like that week after, I mean, I, I just was like, I'm doing this on my own. I'm, I was doing, I was Googling like one man food stands, watching YouTube videos about guys in Singapore and Tokyo or whatever, just seeing like, how do they do it? One man band style, because I was like, I'm done with this. Like, I was like, I just got to reset. I was like, I know I'm not stopping, but I got to reset. And so then I'm literally done with the Hutch Fest sitting there or whatever. And then I heard from uh, the booth next to me, they're talking about the burger battle. And they're like, oh, you know, good luck, you know, whatever. It'll be a fun thing. So I was just like, I'm just doing this burger event and I'm done. And then that day whatever, at the start of the burger battle, it was funny. My two helpers that are supposed to help me both didn't show up right away. Oh, boy. And so it was my mom and my dad helping me. And my dad's like... Like, you know, like, hey, is this burnt? I'm like, dude, if it's burnt, it's burnt. Just throw it away. You know, I'm trying to run three stations, trying to get food out. My mom's telling everybody what my secret ingredients are, where I buy stuff. I'm like, mom, (laughs) shut up. Like, you know, it's like, stop telling them. And so, and then like literally my help came and we got rolling and, and it honestly, it was so great to see like all these people are like, like they're eating it. They're like, and I remember, uh, uh, I can't remember. Uh, there's one, there's husband and wife that were there. Sorry, I forgot you guys' name at this time, whatever. But they came and they were they're like, where are you at? Like, where can we get more of this? I'm like, I'm not anywhere. They're like, so when's your next event? I'm like, I don't have one, you know? And I'm like, follow social media. We'll see if I get one or not. And just slowly but surely kept going. And it was like so nerve wracking because I decided to do a double burger. You know, even though it was sliders, I was like, I'm still going to do a little double burger. I was the only one that did that. And at... So it was from 4 to 8, and at like 7 p.m., I noticed nobody else was eating at any other burger stalls, and I had a line of like 50 people, you know, and I'm like, what is going on? And they're like, no, they're waiting for your food. And I'm like, is everybody else sold out or like what's going on? And some of them sold out. Other ones were like they, they just had already tried it, and they're like everyone's seeing these, you know, brioche bun, double little smash burgers come out. And, and so I was just like, okay. And I kept, and I was even taking orders up until they announced who the winner was. I was still oh, wow. like, yeah, I was still like, cause I'm like, man, I got the extra food or whatever. I'll still make them for everybody. And then, you know, and it was kind of funny, like they announced it and they said, cause they said, well, second place is going to be, was muchachos. Cause they were there and they had a little elote smash burger and they got second. And as soon as I, I said they got second, I knew that I won. I just had a feeling or whatever. And a lot of my parents' friends were there. And it was a really cool moment for, like, the people that have supported me from here on out to, like, see that. And then we literally won. And then I went down to Lincoln to go work in Lincoln for the game day. And I got a phone call at, like, 5 p.m. That was like, hey, man, do you want to uh, take over the burger bar and do this here on out? You got some momentum going. I was like, 
cool, here we go. You know, so I was just ready to wrap it up and figure out some pop-up stuff and then got that opportunity, you know, and it's, and it's one of those things where they say, uh, you know, people can be lucky and whatnot, but like luck is, what is it? Luck is just uh, opportunity meets action mm-hmm. type thing or whatever. And it was like, Hey man, you know, you know, take that, take that opportunity and run with it. So here I am. Well, you <laughs> mentioned your confidence was pretty shaken at oh, that it was, point. It was broken. What I, did, so what did that do for you? What oh, did that day do? Oh, it was night and day. I mean, it just it literally it was just to see some validation and it more was about like it was more about just seeing the proof in the pudding and seeing your hard efforts, you know, actually come to fruition and seeing people enjoy your food. And, and literally that moment of like, just seeing people being like, what is this? You know, what are you doing to this burger? And even the, one of the other competitors or whatever, I knew they were a little upset that I won because it's like some, some guy walks in or whatever. And so your competition and your event and, and you're like, how did they win? And you see, and I did have a bunch of like, my parents had some friends there, I had some aunts and uncles there and they're probably thinking we rigged the ballot or did something you know and I at the very end because I even told the staff I was like I still got more burger I cooked food till 9 p.m you know they everyone wrapped up going I still was cooking burgers so anybody the staff wanted a burger here you go and so I took one over to one of the other competitors and it was like my perfect satisfaction just because the guy tried it and he's like okay you know and they took another bite and he's like all right damn man that's a good burger and I was like <laughs> thank you you know <laughs> so so it was just kind of like it, it's just those things of like you know it just kind of take some of your worries away and you got to kind of you know you got to believe in yourself a little bit and and it was just uh yeah just reset and move forward you know and so but no I my my confidence was definitely like broken then or whatever it, it, that that beat me up pretty bad so but hey you know like it, it's just that's that's part of the journey you know and that's like you know I'm a big sports fan I was a you know college athlete and and I, you know, I, I was a discus thrower in track and field in college and you get three throws in the prelims and three throws in the final. And I always, I always enjoyed like those moments where you barely snuck into the finals and then you'd have a throw the, to just come out of nowhere and you'd win it, you know? And it was always just, I like that thing. And it's like, you know, you're not out till, you know, and I like, you know, I like MMA stuff or whatever, you know, I'm a big mixed martial arts fan or whatever. And it's like, you're not out of it till the very end, you know? So just, you know, keep moving forward. So now, you know, when we're, talking about a pop-up especially one that's not operating in an area of town that is like like we talked about mill work is coming oh yeah but yeah. it's it's not it's, still blow, it's not blown up yet not yet so yeah. you're operating in a place that's a little bit outside of the normal food sphere mm-hmm. you know you can get you can get a lot of business through word of mouth and you can do what you can through social media yeah but at some point you kind of need a spark mm-hmm. that kind of gets the general public excited and being like, what is this thing? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of what the Omaha burger battle was for you. Definitely. You, you had a really good thing going, but it, it, you know, you just, you need something that just lights that fire and lets it kind of gives you a megaphone to just shout out your message. Oh yeah. It, do you see the burger battle as that for you? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And it and it is like it's all how you view it, you know, whatever. Like the Omaha Burger Battle, it's just a fun event where people are just trying to make smash burgers and whatnot. But to me, it did it did mean a lot because, you know, when I lived in Chicago for five years, Chicago's a city of endless food. You know, that city's incredible. But everyone would always be like, oh, go try this burger, go try this burger. And I'd be like, man, I can get some better burgers back in Omaha. And I truly do think Omaha is a burger town. You know, and it does, it, it always kind of has frustrated me that we don't really have a food identity. You know, we don't, like Kansas City has barbecue, you know, it's like other cities, you know, they have their thing that they do. And we don't really have something that's like, this is what, and we got steakhouses, you know, and we're the land of beef. So why are we not like a burger city? Why are people not stopping for the best burgers in the country along I-80? 
And, and so like, I would always tell people I can get a better burger in Omaha, blah, blah, blah. So for myself to go in there and actually put out the best burger, you know, attempt number one was a big, was a big confidence thing. And it, and I, and I, I loved it. And it was like, and I do think it's fun to lay claim to having Omaha's best burger. And I, you know, and it's, it'd be fun if I won that event, but then I'm putting out just a, a dry unseasoned burger on the regular day to day, but I've been able to keep up and I'm still delivering a consistent product. And I, I love for people to come down and, you know, if, you know, if you don't like my burger, that's fine, but you can't deny that it's honestly, it's a great smash burger and, you know, and there's no way that like, yeah, for the most part, it, like, like, what do you not like about it? You know, like, it's like, like, what, it, then like, I'm almost like, if you're going to tell me it's terrible, then I want to see you do it better. You know? So like, let's see, challenging, you know, let's see it, you know, let's see. It. And I'm excited for next year's burger battle. And I hope some more uh, restaurants come in and I hope some more compete and I want to have fun with it, you know? And I'm, you know, I'm a natural, you know, trash talker, want to have fun, keep it clean or whatever. And it's like, why? Like, there's no harm in it, you know, but we're, we're a burger city or whatever. We should highlight these things. And, you know, I like, and cause there, there are so many great burgers in Omaha, but you know, I'd say I want to be, you know, I want to be the best, you know, it's just, I'm not going to deny it, you know, that like, that's what I want to do. And I want to put out a great product and it's more about, you know, and it's like my cheesy little, my cheesy kitchen, my restaurant motto is people are our passion. Food is our medium, you mm-hmm. know? And it's like, I like, I'm just using food to get to people and I want to serve to people because it's that whole environment of like when I would manage a uh, manage fat so's in Chicago, I was open till 4 a.m. and people would come in from the neighborhood and like bring their friends just because, you know, you joke around, you make them feel good, you have a good time, and then you serve them like a wonderful juicy burger or a a beautiful, you know, grilled Chicago hot dog. And it's like, it's, it's just about like, because like, why are we doing it? You know, like, why are we doing this? Whatever. I'm trying to just get to people. And that's why I think that I serve like, you know, blue collar food. I want to serve food for every man. You know, I'm not trying to serve like serve exclusive food or you got to be in some club or you got to shell out hundreds of dollars to just have a little bit of my food. I'm like, no, nah, man, like, come down, just get a burger and some waffle fries, you know, enjoy it, have a beer at cross strain. And then eventually the goal is to get to a food truck doing late night brunch and breakfast. You know, I want to be able to actually have late night food in downtown Omaha and bring some of that back to Omaha. So gosh, you just segued perfectly into because <laughs> I wanted to ask you about the future of nomadic yeah, yeah. Jackson. Yeah. And this is something, you know, you were just talking about even just a couple months ago. You thought you weren't going to be doing any more mm-hmm. Papa's this year. You were going to be shutting it down, and mm-hmm. and your business model shifted completely. So even as I ask you this, yeah. your answer today could completely change in two months. Yep. But as of today, when mm-hmm. you look at the future of Nomadic Jacks and what you want it to be, mm-hmm. you're talking about a late night food truck. Is that kind of the 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 vision right now? Yeah, that's that's still. Overall, that's still the goal, whatever it is, because because I want to be able to be mobile, whether it's doing a food truck or a food trailer or whatever. But uh, trying to, I I want to bring some late night food back to Omaha first and foremost. Whatever we lack that, whatever I know. Thank you to Zaytuna for actually having a consistent oh, food Zaytuna's truck. Zaytuna is amazing. Yeah, I love those and, dudes. And those dudes are out there. They they made their they made their name. We're doing it late night food, serving the people. Even like last December, I went there and like. 15 you know it's like 20 degrees and windy or whatever they're still there serving food you know so like i and i hope to be out there with them here like this upcoming summer but i want to just just do that and then i want to be able to be mobile and do some other events there's so many fun events there during omaha that we can do and just having some good food at it but the goal is to get to the food truck but really it's kind of uh 
the whole thing of like, you know, be, you know, you have to be malleable, whatever, you know, you gotta, you gotta adapt and survive. And so right now, like, you know, I didn't plan that I'd be doing a burger, you know, a pretty much a semi-permanent burger pop-up inside of a beautiful building or whatever right now, four nights a week, you know, and now it's about to be five nights and potentially six nights with some events on Sundays. So I'm just kind of like, we're just going forward, you know, and, you know, doing, going to the farmer's market and, uh, going to the farmer's market and seeing like, uh, like uh selling jam or selling mustard and all that so just kind of yeah the i i'm interested to see where it goes but right now whatever it's trying to move forward with uh getting the food truck being mobile and it, and a lot of it as any restaurateur knows any entrepreneur knows it's going to depend on who i can get to help me because i am a one-man show right now if you come into cross strain your food sometimes might take a little while or whatever but it's because you're literally seeing me make it and run it across and the hall. It's made to order. Yes, it's made to order and I'm sprinting it across the hall and even like I had a guy on Saturday that was in there that he's like, "Are you the one back there making it?" I'm like, "Hey, he goes, "Oh my god, I was in here last night and saw you sprinting back and forth." I'm like, "No, that's yeah, this is what I'm doing, man." <laughs> you know, that's why I'm like, "Do smash burgers, man. I can't cuz I can't cuz you'll get a customer that'll be like, "Hey, can I get a side?" Of? You're like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." You know, and then still just running back and forth and doing it. So if I can get some help over time, you know, things will move along quicker, but right now it's just kind of, you know, and enjoying the ride a little bit and you know i may be stressed i may be tired about doing things but it's like this you know this is the start you know this is where it's the whole like uh yeah just where it's building to so i love your story so much and i love just from afar and now as i've gotten to know you a little bit better and do this podcast getting to hear your your passion behind it it just it is so exciting to see how far you've come in such a short amount of time and i can't wait to see where you go so Listeners, people who are watching this, follow Nomadic Jacks on social media. You're on Facebook as well, right? Yep, Facebook yep. and Instagram. Yep. Because this guy is making moves. You're going to hear more about this. I can pretty much guarantee you. So get down to Cross Strain right now. You can. We didn't even talk about the fried chicken. Your yeah, fried chicken yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. The currywurst is awesome. But just go. Or the 3 a.m. Jack Burger, the breakfast burrito. Yes, the 3 a.m. Jack Burger is basically a Crunchwrap Supreme, but with smash burgers inside of it instead of ground beef, which is, we can't even get into that. We don't have time for it. Next time. Yes, next time. Jack, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been so cool to hear your story. Very much. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, come on out. Support me. Um, you know, we're trying to do some good things. If you want to actually support somebody that's actually a local person trying to make their name, you know, it's like, I'd take it. If you don't go support somebody else, you know, I mean, it's like, we got a lot of really great chefs in Omaha that are trying to do some great things. And I'm really excited for what Omaha has here in the future. So Omaha, go see this guy. Thank you. Thanks for eating with us. Thank you, Dan. Really appreciate it. Ahura Media Production.